0: Saved. I got nervous. I thought that was going to be my responsibility. Mm-hmm. I forget. Uh, but good morning to everybody. Um, it's good to see everybody out this morning. If you look outside and if you've been outside, you realize we are dealing with some inclement weather. And, uh, it, and it's too easy to be tempted and say, man, it's too cold to go outside or it's too nasty to go outside. But what we have to realize is even though we are dealing with inclement weather, the ability to feel and see and be and experience that inclement weather is a blessing because that means God woke us up. So we have to understand that we got to see blessings in everything. Again, the blessing also is the fact that we have the ability to fellowship one with another. Uh, again, who knows what we've gone through uh, throughout this week? Who knows what we'll go through next week? But all we know is right now that we're here together for the encouragement of one another to be encouraged by the Word of God. Uh, so this morning, um, as you see my title, Advanced Spiritual Warfare. So. Nothing that I'm going to talk about is an original concept. And what I mean by that is it's nothing that you haven't heard before. Uh, Several brothers here have given uh, concepts that pertain to uh, spiritual warfare. So all I'll do is just continue any lesson you've heard on spiritual warfare. That's all we're going to do this morning. And, And the way that I think about it is this. In our jobs... Some of us who are professionals, most of us in our jobs who are professionals, what we have to do is we have to recertify. If we have a particular skill set, what we have to do is recertify or do refresher training. So I could have been doing a job for several years, but there's a period in time where I'm going to have to get refreshed on those skills to make sure I'm still where I need to be. So very simply, that's all we're going to be doing this morning. Uh, And again, to encourage and we're going to take a deeper look in spiritual warfare. And it's important that we do so. Uh, also want to take the time to make sure we keep in our thoughts and our prayers those members who are still dealing with uh cdc protocols who are isolating and quarantining and just anyone who is just feeling sick again a lot of times what we do is when people get sick we immediately associate uh, covid but there are other sicknesses out there so we've got to make sure that we are we're praying for everyone who is feeling ill and again we just we're just so thankful for the opportunity to reach those who can't be here because again it is a blessing to be here so now as I said, this isn't an original concept. And I want to, all the thing I want to do is I want to continue to, conti- oh, wait a minute. All right. So the reason why I chose this is because I've been doing some thinking and, I, and I've been just in a particular place because I just feel like a lot, if I don't have a theme for 2022, I never had one, but if I had to have a theme for myself, it would be getting back to the basics getting back to the fundamentals of what it is that I believe. Again, a lot of times what we do is we, we put it on people. I got to start with me first because, again, I've got a responsibility as a soldier to go out. And we're blessed in this particular congregation because there's so many of us who are either soldiers or retired soldiers or who family members who are soldiers. So we have an understanding of a soldier's lifestyle. So what this morning I would like to do is take that concept and that understanding and apply it spiritually. Because, again, even though we're soldiers, just because we put the armor on, then what do we do after the fact? So we teach that. We go Ephesians 6, and we can quote that front, back, side to side. But what happens when we put the armor on? What happens when, for us when we swear our allegiance, when we make a commitment to God? What do we do then? We understand we got to put the armor on. We understand what the armor is. But how does that apply to us, and how should we, we be progressing as soldiers? Again, Ephesians 6. 10 through 13, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So I challenged myself this morning to uh, understanding that by profession, I'm a soldier. So what I, what I challenge myself to do is to take my life as an actual soldier and apply it to a biblical, spiritual concept. And that's very simply what I want to do this morning and just encourage. So again, understanding the nuances of being a soldier, spiritually. So we get that. We read that. We teach that. But again, as I said, being in the military, there are so many soldiers who fail to adapt. There are soldiers who go through basic training and don't make it out of basic training because they cannot conform to the ways of what's been given to them as a soldier. They choose to not accept it. So what happens is they leave. Or if they do get out of basic training and they do begin to go into their regular lives as a soldier, what happens is once something in their life gets them, they go AWOL. So now you're looking for this particular soldier, and this soldier has made a decision, I'm not going to do that anymore. Again, we talk about all the time about struggling in our fellowship, struggling in our worship, struggling to come one with another. What happens is, spiritually, we can become AWOL. And we have to understand that that is a concept that we've got to move beyond just reading Ephesians 6. We've got to understand truly what that means, because there has to be an advancement. When I say advancing in spiritual warfare, what I mean is, very simply, we have to grow We have to be growing. So now also there's another one. Dereliction of duty. That means I'm here. I understand as a soldier there's a particular obligation I have and there's a responsibility that I have to execute, but I just choose to not do it in the position that I'm in. How many of us in the positions that we are in are derelict in our duties spiritually? Understanding that when we come out of the watery grave of baptism, what has to happen is that there begins Our recruitment process make one win one that's the whole concept again so now what we got to also understand is what gets lost in that Ephesians chapter 6 is we we lose individuality so I'll use myself as an example brother Dory is a medic I'm in operations now in a general sense I can talk about operations but when it comes to being a medic I can't talk about it because that experience is unique to him his particular skill set but what we have in common is the fact that we're both soldiers That will not change. My wife is in human resources. Now, I can navigate. Now, I can fake it on some human resources. She'll she'll even tell me, you did all right. But when it comes to nuances and the ins and outs of being that kind of soldier, that's all her. Again, but in general, what doesn't change is the fact that we're all soldiers. So we all follow soldier doctrine. Again, for us as members of Christ Church, the thing that we should not be disagreeing on, Brother Jackson gave a lesson on Wednesday, is biblical doctrine. So now what we got to understand is for us to not have any disagreements on biblical doctrine, we got to know what biblical doctrine is. We have to know what it is that we say we believe. Because, again, we quote Ephesians 6, and we talk about being soldiers. We talk about spiritual warfare. But do we truly understand that it is spiritual in nature? Advance spiritual warfare this morning, you all. So, again, a lot of us have the ability to compartmentalize. A lot of us are fighting. Everybody in here is fighting. I, truly, I know that everybody is in, in here is fighting. Some of us, you know, we, we're more vocal about the fight in which we're in. Some of us say, listen, I'm struggling, y'all. I'm going through it. Some of us, uh, we couldn't hide it if we wanted to. Because some of the things that we do indicate, hey, you must be going through it. The way that we look, the way that we handle ourselves, all those different things, we may fall into a pattern that indicates, hey, I'm going through something. But we can't hide it if we wanted to. And again, as I said, some of us compartmentalize, but that doesn't change the fact that as a soldier, spiritually, you will be fighting. You should be fighting. Sure. And if you're not fighting, understand that you are on the defensive. And being on the defensive uh, in war means you are going backwards. Again, Brother Kyrie taught a lesson about fighting a war that's already been won. Victory has already been secured. All we have to do is continue to push because anytime you get yourself in a rut, you have the ability to become pushed back. Now. there's going to be some pushing now. But you can't continue to go back and figure out why it is that I'm not successful in this spiritual warfare because you have to understand that there is an advancement in your growth. Mm. All right, so again, we talked about the uniqueness of our positions. Hedori is a medic. I'm in operations my wife. Kyrie is a recruiter. Polly is intelligence. So now they're all different. Things. They're all uniqueness, and they all have to deal with that particular position in a particular way. And the reason why I use that is because each one of us are different in the way that we live our lives. Again, that biblical doctrine that we follow, the thing that we sit, that swore alluded to, will not change. But we've got to understand that it's going to look different for some people. Right? Some of us are fathers. Some of us are husbands. Some of us are wives. Some of us are mothers, students, teachers, businessmen lawyers. Some of us have different things that we deal with in our lives, but what we have to realize is we have to respect the individuality of the experiences that we have, but we have to remember we all got to be the same as soldiers because we're following the same doctrine. And a lot of times what happens is when we start talking about uh, the armor, we got to understand, listen, that in a general sense, that is one size fits all. But what we have to realize is as we mature and understand, there is a specific Battle that I myself am fighting, and I gotta make sure I understand the basics to grow in my fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, Romans, again, we have the battleground. We've talked about, again, nothing that I'm talking about is, a, is an original concept. Romans 7, beginning at verse 20. Now, if I do that I would not, it is no more I do, I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find in the law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? That is Paul recognizing the battleground. The battleground is within us. A lot of times what we do is, again, as I said earlier, we project outwardly. But first off, we've got to make sure that we're fighting inwardly, and we understand that the fight begins with us. So that mind, those emotions, The battleground is the soul, because what are we trying to save? We're not trying to save our body. We're trying to save our souls. And that's done because we understand that the battle is spiritual in nature. That's what we've been given. That's the tool. That's the resource. So when we begin to talk about uh, the armor of God, we now begin to dissect that armor. Because, again, it does you no good to put it on if you don't know how to use it. Mm -hmm. Again, we talked about it. So what happens is spiritually, we you to adapt. Some of us, we swore allegiance. We made a commitment. A lot of times I have to communicate to some soldiers. I say, listen, you did. This is something that you chose to do. Nobody made you do this. You made a decision. Now you're having a failure to adapt because you don't want to give up who you used to be because who you are now is who you're supposed to be. When I go home and I take off my uniform, the appearance of me being a soldier, you can no longer see but it doesn't change the fact that I'm still a soldier. It teaches that we're soldiers 365 days a year. Spiritually, we can't take it off. And then we have to continue to realize that it is spiritual in nature. Brother Gary gave a prayer and said, every day we fight. This fight, every single day, in every aspect of our lives, in our, in our relationships, in our jobs, we have to understand we have to continuously fight. We can't just take it off. Because we're, and again, let me use this as an example. If I'm not here, I'm still fighting. Just because everybody's here, we're singing, everybody is sharing and being encouraged by the word. It's easy to see that we're soldiers now. But when I go home, am I still fighting? Again, when I take off my uniform, I'm still a soldier. So when we're not here, one with another. When we are out in our everyday capacity, when we have things that we deal with individually, we should still be advancing or growing in our spiritual warfare. Because again, we can't, stay, we can't stay stuck in the root because again that there is the trap that we fall into. So now when we quote Ephesians 6 we've got to truly understand that there, there is some progression that has to happen. wall we talked about that. When we, when we miss some of our members, when we reach out to them, hey listen what we have to do is we have to send, we have to send AWOL letters. Right? Mm-hmm. And what that does is that gives you an opportunity. Hey you ain't been here. You got an opportunity Come on back if you so choose. If not, we got to move forward. Listen, no difference spiritually. We have, sometimes we have to send out letters. Hey, look, we miss you. Hey, where are you? Because you're AWOL spiritually. And eventually, there's a process. And we got to move on. Dereliction of duty. Again, some of us being here, just because we're here, we got to do something. Again, I'm not talking about working our way into heaven, but we have a responsibility to encourage. We have a responsibility. When we come up out of that water, grave of baptism. When we Mm -hmm. obey the gospel and make a commitment and swear our allegiance. what we should then be doing is going out and evangelizing. Mm -hmm. The day you come up, the day you obey, that is now your duty. Mm -hmm. Some of us are derelict in our duty. Mm -hmm. And it either comes from a lack of faith or a lack of understanding. And we've got to make sure as soldiers in this battle, we understand which one it is. And are we honest enough to say, which one are they? Mm-hmm. Now, we got to understand that, first and foremost, if you are a soldier and you are fighting, that means you are under attack. That also means that there is an enemy. Mm-hmm. There's an enemy John 15:18. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. We should already understand. This is, again, nothing is a new concept. We should already know that we are going to be hated by the world. The world, when they see us, they're going to do and say things to us that we just can't understand. But again, Jesus already told you, because you all are following me, because you all are soldiers in my army, the world is already going to hate you. Don't get caught up in that. Now, some of us continue to get caught up in the fact that, oh, he doesn't like me. They don't like the way that I'm doing things. Listen. That is basic stuff that you should have already moved on from it's now time to move forward and advance in your warfare a lot of us continue to get stuck in that rut because we don't truly understand that it is spiritual in nature now again I, I said we got to understand that as soldiers as we progress in our, our maturation process as soldiers we got to realize that the church is under attack it's under attack you and and I see it more and more recently I, 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 you know there there's so much bad theology being put out. There's so much bad theology outside of the church, but also in the church. So and when I say that, I, we've got to make sure that we understand the fundamentals because now when it's time to move on from those things, we have the ability to discern. Again, because that's a part of our warfare, having the ability to discern, but that comes from understanding the spirituality of our fight. So some of the attacks, and again, this is just from my perspective, what I've seen. There is a, There is a youth exodus, and when I say that, you, we see more young folks leaving the faith. And you know, we have to ask ourselves, why are they leaving the faith? Well, why? They grew up in the body. What would make them leave something that they all all they've been is in that the entire lives? They grew up from children, and then they step out into a world, and then they begin to experience things, and they leave the faith. But why? Because what happens is inadequate preparation. Inadequ- inadequate preparation And so a lot of times we don't want to say that We don't want to admit that Because that's, but that's what it is Now a lot of it is Hey listen I just want to do what I want to do But we also have to be honest With the preparation in which we send out our soldiers So understanding that inadequate preparation To follow Christ faithfully Listen In a rapidly changing culture The world changes Right Again, as I said earlier, we each have different functions. We each have a different job and skill set. But the basic fundamentals of being a soldier will not change. It's just we have to understand the basics to be able to adjust to the world that's around us, not changing the doctrine. Amen. That is an advanced spiritual warfare tactic. Mm-hmm. Now, going out and thinking, that when I, when I left my parents' house and I went into the world and the world finally saw me, when I stepped out there, I said, I got it because I understood the do's and the don'ts. But what I didn't understand is when it didn't look the way that I thought it was supposed to look, so now the adjustment couldn't be made. And then I I told on myself I was inadequately prepared for the war that I was fighting because I didn't understand that the war was spiritual in nature. So that's what we have to understand. We can't continue to quote Ephesians 6 and not truly understand that there's a responsibility for us to grow. And that responsibility comes from understanding and obeying the gospel in which you made a commitment to. You committed to that, no one forced you. Biblical doctrine. Brother Bobby gave a lesson last Sunday about sound biblical doctrine. How many of us truly understand sound biblical doctrine? Or how many of us truly understand the fundamentals of what we believe? Another one for me, and again, this is just from Gerard's perspective, misinterpretation of biblical doctrine. Mm -hmm. And what this can manifest itself in is message versus messenger. And a lot of times what we begin seeing is we begin seeing the messenger kind of catering to his audience, if you will. Now, let me be very clear on that. The doctrine should always be the same. That's why as soldiers, we have to be discerning to make sure, even myself, if I stand here, what is it that the, what's the content of the message? Is your message going to have the ability to point folks to Christ? When I go out and I'm speaking to folks, evangelizing, is the thing that I'm saying going to have the ability to point them to Christ or have I introduced something new? Mm -hmm. But what happens is we have to make sure we understand the fundamentals
1: a lot of times
0: brother bobby always makes the joke a lot of times what we do is we want to get all we want to start dealing with all kind of deep theological and philosophical debates but we don't even have the basics right. mm-hmm. a lot of the times i have to tell my soldiers listen you are not in a position to deal with the things that i did you're just not you have to grow to those things a lot of times when you understand the fundamentals and you do the fundamentals well you'll be all right in everything else but get the basics first Then you begin to advance. So if you're continuously going through a revolving door, can't understand why am I not understanding things? Why am I not? Why am I still dealing with the same things I've been dealing with for the past twenty years? How are you fighting? Mm -hmm. Are you just wearing the armor, hoping that it's going to do something? You got to do something with it. Mm -hmm. So the other thing is, as I mentioned. And this was, and I used myself as an example. When I stepped out into the world, when I left my parents' house again, I had been raised in the body, and I understood completely. But when I stepped out, I didn't have the ability to make a sound biblical application. So now I want to talk about that for just a second, because a lot of times what we do is, what we do is we take an application, I'll take an application, and I'll make, I'll, I'll try to fit everyone into my biblical application. That, there is a misunderstanding. Because you and I have different things that you and I deal with. The battle is not the same for you and I now. Generally, as soldiers in this Christian warfare, we had best be the same biblical doctrine. But the way it looks for you and the things that I go through and the things that you go through, that application has to come for you. Amen. You have to make that application. And you have to understand that. And we have to be honest with ourselves as the church of Christ that we have to get back to the fundamentals because we cannot advance in the way that we fight unless we understand the basics. No soldier I've ever seen is a soldier without first going through basic training. And then when you go through basic training, you learn your particular job. Then you come out. Then you soldier. But what you have the ability to do is always soldier. Again, I made the point about when I take my uniform off. Me and my wife, we go out. We go out to eat. And she knows, because in my mind, 365, she knows that I need, I need to sit so I can see the exit. My, my, my wife knows that. And that just, that just comes from, hey, listen, and that's just not just being a soldier, that's just being trying to be safe. Right. But understanding that that comes from that. So when we go out into the world, we're always discerning, we're always looking, and we're always looking to grow. That's also a part of it. We have to have a desire to want to progress. We have to have a desire to want to overcome this. Brother Kyrie gave the lesson. The victory has already been secured. What are we doing to hold on to it? Amen. Amen. So I want to I want to take a second to look at it. Use a concept. Uh, so the war on terror, and was a twenty year war. So when we look at that and examine that, that's a long time to be fighting a particular war. It's a very long time. So we have to ask ourselves the question, why? Bruce Hoffman, uh, he is a professor at Georgetown, and he focuses on uh, counterterrorism and homeland security. And he wrote an article, and in the article he stated that targeting terrorist leaders in groups without effectively addressing the ideology that motivates them proves powerless. So what does that mean for us spiritually? What does that mean for us? So now a lot of the times we're in a 20-year war. Some of us are in a 30-year war or a 40-year war. Because what we do is we jump into a war and we're fighting, again, spiritually, but have never taken the time to ask ourselves what it is that is causing me these issues. We have never taken the time to dissect who we are and realize that there's something causing this issue. What's the root of my problem? Do I have the ability to adjust to the root of my problem, or am I going to continue to fight it the way that I I think I'm supposed to fight it? And again, what happens is in the church, we're fighting traditionalism. Now, I ain't talking about tradition. There, there is biblical tradition that we follow. But traditionalism, that's something different. And we've got to make sure that the way that we fight has the ability through biblical application to adjust and realize that the problem may be me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, a 20-year war on terror. Bruce Hoffman gave the article. And so what happened is when the war initially started, conventional warfare was successful initially when they went in that initial push. But what happened is, what happened is, the enemy began to adjust. So going in that conventional way no longer was beneficial. So now what that takes is, that takes some of those general officers, that takes some of those, those seasoned non-commissioned officers to come and say, hey listen, we've gotta reevaluate the way that we fight. Now we're soldiers and we've gotta fight, but let's examine, do we need, what do we need to adjust to go in? Because again, the enemy, was fighting asymmetrically. When I'm used to fighting in a particular way, and it's supposed to look a particular way, like I use myself as an example, if it don't look that way, now I'm stuck. I don't know what to do, because I have an inability to fight in an advanced way, showing that I have matured and can continue to mature using biblical doctrine. So now what I have done is I have rendered myself ineffective. Because what happens is, Start getting pot shots taken at you. That's what happened in this 20 year war, because there's distractions. And what happens is we're stretched so thin right, that we lose focus on the battle that we're supposed to be fighting. Yeah. We lose sight on the things that we're supposed to be doing as soldiers, which again, is out recruiting, fighting, understanding that the fight first begins with us. But we're so distracted by our jobs, by our relationships, by all those different things, and that, that's why the military gives you everything that you need. And I say this all the time. I don't have to worry about what I'm going to wear. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about when I'm going to get paid, because those are taken from me. Jesus says the same thing. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Concentrate on me. Mm-hmm. If you concentrate on me, I'm going to take care of all those things. You go out and you fight. Amen. But first you understand that it's a fight that's spiritual in nature. Again, that advanced, so now we're we're getting into some advanced concepts of spiritual warfare, adaptability of the enemy. Now, we first have to understand that the enemy's going to change. The enemy's going to adjust. Now, if we have an inability to adjust then now the issue is going to be with us because we've got an obligation to fight, but if we don't know how we're supposed to fight, we don't know who we're fighting, we've never really assessed the issues that we have going on in our lives, the past hurts that we're holding on to that are still shaping the way that we view things, the way that we interact with people. If we've never taken the opportunity or the time to look within ourselves, then we have an inability to adapt to the enemy. And what happens is the enemy is patient. Twenty years is a long time to be fighting a war. Spiritually. 20 years is a long time to be fighting the same war. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Traditions versus traditionalism, we talk about that. Again, there are biblical, sound biblical traditions that we follow because we obey, because we understand. But traditionalism, my mama always did it this way. My daddy always did it this way. My grandmother always did it this way. I grew up thinking this. I grew up, and that's all I know, because I never asked the question, why?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Traditionalism.
1: Right?
0: We have to combat that again. That is an advanced concept. That's not, we're not talking about fundamentals. Now Now we're digging deeper into an advanced concept. But we should have the ability to do so because we understand that there is a progression in our growth. Mm-hmm. Understanding fundamentals of spiritual war. Again, I always say, you got to go back to the basics. Now, if you're confused about something, all you have to do is go back to the basics. Again, that 20-year war, I use that as an example. Those generals and those generals of war, they say, listen, let's get back to the basics. Let's look at how we've been fighting, and let's see how the enemy has changed to how we've been fighting, and let's make sure we understand that we got something that can overcome that. We have something that overcomes the way that we've been fighting, because a lot of us are still going in circles fighting the same fight when all we have to do is push forward, but what we have our, allowed ourselves to do is be pushed back because we don't understand basic, fundamental, spiritual Amen. warfare. Victory has been secured. How many soldiers have gone into a battle knowing this fight I already won? Spiritually. We go into a fight knowing, listen, this fight is already done. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: The thing is that used to be a stronghold over my life. I don't have to deal with that. I can make a decision. I choose to overcome those things through Christ. Mm -hmm. Victory has been secured. He overcame death. Mm -hmm. So now, if Christ overcame death, there is nothing in our lives that we ourselves through Christ cannot overcome. Mm -hmm. And that, that ain't an advanced concept. That's the basics. Mm -hmm. So if we don't understand the basics then how then can we expect to win an advanced concept of war? Because the enemy is just, he knows that we don't truly understand that. He knows that when we say we're the church of Christ, we're still struggling with biblical doctrine. He knows that he has the ability to come in and enter in and introduce things because people don't have an ability to discern because they haven't taken the time to realize that the fight is spiritual in nature. All we've done is read Ephesians chapter 6 and put it down. After you put on the armor, then what? 2 Corinthians 2 and 11. The Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Again, that's understanding that there is an enemy. That's understanding that there is an enemy that is seeking to destroy you. So now let's look at some of the tactics of the enemy. Deception. Persistence. slander. Infiltration by false teaching. Psychological warfare. Attack immediately after victory. Compromise. Now that's the enemy. How many of us were surprised by any of those things up there? And if we were, how many of us going to be honest and say, I didn't know that? We've got to understand basics. Because if we're going to go out and fight an advanced enemy, we better have some advanced spiritual tactics. So deception. John 8, beginning of verse 44. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father he will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and a bold man in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Now, we talked about John 18 when Jesus said, the world hated me. The world hates the truth. Mm-hmm. The world hates the truth. So now when we're struggling and trying to figure out, well, how do I combat somebody who's lying to me? Tell the truth. Well, how do I combat this false biblical doctrine? Know the truth. So how do I get someone to believe, live the truth? So again, these are, we have to make sure that we understand these basic concepts. (laughs) So now what we got to understand is lies. Right. We talk about lies, we talk about being deceptive, we talk about those all the time. But let's, let's be clear and understand, lies about our future. The enemy will lie to us about our future.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What he'll say to us is, you deserve it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Your future is wrapped up in doing this particular thing, but you just got to do it. Not realizing that if I wait on God, mm-hmm. he'll get it for me. Now, that's your future. This is your future. You don't have to stay where you are. You can have this. You can have that. And I'm not saying that God is not going to provide that for you. What I'm saying is you better wait on Him, Because the enemy is using deceptive tactics in his advanced spiritual warfare. So are we adjusting? Are we realizing, wait a minute, I would like to have those things, but I can also wait on God. Or are we being led astray in battle? Mm -hmm. There's a story of uh, Jessica Lynch, and I wasn't going to use it because I... There's a story of Jessica Lynch, and she was a POW. And part of the story is she her weapon jammed, right? and she didn't have the ability to unjam her weapon. So she said, one of the quotes that she said was, "You know, well my weapon jammed, so the only thing I need to do is get on my knees and pray." Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know the particulars of that partic- that, con- that, that context, but I do know this:
1: mm-hmm.
0: having the ability to unjam a weapon is a basic soldier skill. Mm-hmm. So now we got to understand deception. The enemy is lying. That's something that we should all know. The enemy is a liar. Listen, he's lying to you. But how many of us understand that our growth allows us to discern because the battle is what? Spiritual in nature. We get so wrapped up in the things that we deal with tangibly, the physical world that we live in. We get so caught up in that that we miss it. And a lot of us are struggling because we don't have the ability to use a spiritual mind. We're still dealing with things in a physical aspect. The things that are hurting us, the things that we can't get over, the things that I don't like, the things that I do like. Get over those things and understand that your worship is, first of all, in spirit. And the battle that you fight is also in spirit, because the armor is what spiritual in nature. So, if you put it on, then what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, another way that the enemy lies to us is our insecurities and our doubts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lies about those things. A lot of us, you know, and just being completely honest, a lot of us we deal with uh, issues of self-image. You know, mm-hmm. we want to look a particular way. We want to feel a particular. We want our bodies to look a particular way. We want want to project a particular level of confidence. So what happens is the enemy says, oh, I'm going to lie to you because I want you to feel better. And I want to feel better. But we have got to understand that that is a tactic of the enemy, deception. Our insecurities, the things that I'm unsure of. When I know all I have to do is follow the truth, but well, is it really going to work out for me? Doubt. Fear. I've done something in my past. Who will ever love me? Mm-hmm. Doubt. That's a tactic of the enemy because God's love is for all men who choose to obey and realize that it is through him where we obtain salvation. Mm-hmm. The victory over those insecurities, the victories over that doubt, the lies that the enemy will continue to tell us. Again, we've got to understand something. The enemy is a tactician. So we also have to become spiritual tacticians as well. We can't continue to be just regular ground soldiers. We got to at some point get into an understanding where we understand the whole concept of, of war. We understand the whole concept of the operation. Amen. Too many of us are okay dragging our weapon around, Amen. putting our armor on and off. No, leave it on. But when you put it on, Amen. you know how to use it. Amen. Another lie. Again. The world, and again, we talked about the world. The world the world has lied to us about what's beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Amen. The concept of beauty has become a lie.
1: Yeah. That's right. mm-hmm.
0: And there's so many different ways I can go. I will not. But, <laughs> but it has lied to us about what is beautiful. The enemy, the enemy knows that the concept of beauty in the world is a particular thing. But we know, being spiritual tacticians, that that ain't it. That's right. Because true beauty lies in the truth so now there also lies one that hits us closer to home this is the one where some of us show our inexperience as tacticians mm-hmm. lies from the ones who love us mm-hmm. our family members lie to us mm-hmm. in relationships we get in relationships bad relationships mm-hmm. and they're lying to us the entire time our Closest, closest friends at work. what. that's the thing. And, hey, listen, I, listen, I ain't telling you not to have work. But be careful. Right. Because they'll lie to you yeah. too. Right. So we have to understand lies from the ones that we love. That's why we have to understand the concept of love and where it comes okay. for us in this spiritual battle. Because we get wrapped up in that physical love. And I got it. I understand that. God governs that for us. So the way that you combat deception is through the truth. Yeah. So, we have to continue to advance. And again, there's an obligation. Remember, I told you all there's an obligation for us to be spiritual tacticians and continue to grow and not be stuck in the same place. Call, Hebrews 5, 10. Call of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. Somebody don't understand. For when, for the time he ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first Principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not strong meat. Some of you all ain't gonna be able to digest this Mm -hmm. because you're still dealing with milk. Mm -hmm. Some of us are sending people out in the world expecting for them to be ready to eat meat, but they haven't gotten past the milk. Now that's on us. Whether you choose to believe it or not, that is on us. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is obeyed. Now, going back to that armor, a lot of us quote that verse, but we don't know what we're doing. We don't understand what we got because we're unskillful because we have not taken the time to progress in our spiritual tactics. We don't understand. We don't understand the need to grow. And we're seeing it here. What was happening is during this time, the Jews were dealing with apostasy meaning they were trying to go back to the law of Moses when they had already received Christ. Yeah. No. This is where you should be. You're still dealing with fundamental errors. and when I, was, I said fundamental error deliberately because a lot of us are dealing with basic, flawed, original doctrine. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to the book. Yeah. It's okay to say, I don't know. Right. Get the fundamentals. Step out there on your faith. Understand the need to be a teacher because you got to give this to somebody. You have to have the ability to present a full meal to someone at some point. Mm -hmm. But if you yourself ain't eating what you're cooking, (laughs) why would I (laughs) eat? But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now verse 14 is giving us someone who is a spiritual tactician. That's what we should be. Now, again, this morning, it requires some honesty. It requires for us to realize, hey, listen, that ain't where I am. But what you always have the ability to do is when there is a war or a battlefront that you were ill fear for, what, what can you always do? Go back mm-hmm. to the book. Mm-hmm. Get the fundamentals. Do a little retrain. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. If we, if we see some folks on the range struggling and they can't, they can't hit nothing, mm-hmm. what we do, hey, come on up the line. Come on. Because you ain't getting it. Do some retraining. Guess what we do? Send them on out there. Right. Because that's a basic skill. You got to get it. This is basic stuff that we have to get. Mm-hmm. Because we try to jump to all uh, the, the stuff that we think is popular. The thing that people want to ask questions about all deep and philosophical. We can't ask. You know what? How about we say, you know what? I ain't equipped to handle it. Mm-hmm. Let, me get, let me get the Bible. Let's work through that. Some of us, we don't want to show that we don't know. That's right. That's on us. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now. Persistence. Persistence is another one we got to deal with. That's a tactic of the enemy. So again, we got to realize that that lack of spiritual maturity, what it does also is it, 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 we don't have the ability to discern in our relationships in the way that we live our lives. So again, as I said, on the job, we don't have the ability to realize that there are folks in your job that don't, that don't mean any good for you. We don't have the ability to realize that when we enter into an environment and we're seeking for someone who we'd like to call a friend or something more, we don't, we don't have the ability to discern because of a lack of maturity that they ain't no good for you. Mm-hmm. We don't have the ability to realize that someone who may be giving us the best, it, they, be, they may be presenting the best message, but we don't have the ability to discern that ain't nothing in the message talking about God mm-hmm. because we lack spiritual maturity again there's a responsibility and obligation as soldiers to advance in our tactics not persistence persistence will get you the enemy understand judges 16 beginning at verse 15 and she said to him how canst thou say I love thee when thine heart is not with me thou hast mocked me these three times and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lies and it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death that he told her all his heart and said unto her, and gave, gave up the secret. Mm-hmm. God said, listen, hey, that's for you. But persistence. Mm-hmm. Continuously conti- poking at it, mm-hmm. Man, you know what? Let me just go ahead and tell you. The enemy knows that you'll wear that. out. That's why it's a successful tactic of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Remember we talked about that 20-year war? Persistence. They won't quit. We'll quit before they win. Mm-hmm. Because we understand persistence. My wife I mean, my wife had a conversation the other day, and she asked me, well, why do you do that? And I tell her, and I couldn't tell her that, you know, I don't want you poking on me all the time. And she's right. But it's just that persistence. That persistence will get you to get up and do something. Right. Uh, hey, 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 this need to be done, this need to be done, this need to be done. Hey, all right, okay. Persistence. And it works for the inverse for the enemy. The enemy will continue to wear you down when you know what's right. But you can get so tired so weary by the circumstances that you've allowed yourself to be overcome by, Mm -hmm. well, you'll give up. You know what? Here you go. Go ahead and take it. Persistence. Again, a tactic of the enemy. Genesis 39. We'll drop down to verse, we'll we'll start verse 8. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, lie with me. Verse 8. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, behold my master. And we understand what he was saying there. Verse 10, and it came to pass as she spoke to Joseph day by day that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it, and it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. Persistence. Listen, she wasn't going to give up. <laughs> there are some things in our lives that are not going to quit. There are some things in our lives that we have not dealt with that we don't have the ability because we don't want to, de- oh, it's just too late. Listen, it ain't gonna quit. You're gonna continue to deal with the effects of what you hadn't dealt with because it's not gonna go anywhere. So, what has to happen is you gotta face it. You know what? You know how I deal with that? The truth. You know how I deal with that? Being spiritually sound in biblical doctrine. It's easy, you all. Like, we say that, and I say that it's advanced, but really, before we get to that advanced stage, we better understand the basics of what we believe because we made that decision. That's on us. Matthew 26. 69. Now, persistence, you all. Now, Peter sat with, them, with thou in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also wast with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. Dropped down to 72, and again, he denied what to know. You know why he denied it again? Because they came back at him. Hey, 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 we know that's you. He said, no, that's not me. That's you. Man, come on now. So now, dropping down to verse 74. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man, and immediately the cock crewed. Mm-hmm. I got you persistence because I didn't give up. You gave up. So a lot of the times we have to ask ourselves the question what has the ability to continuously nag at me and make me potentially give up? That's an individual question. That ain't a one size fits all and we gotta understand that. That requires a sound biblical application coming from sound biblical doctrine. Second Timothy. So now, again, I won't read through all of these, but verse 7 is where I want to make the point. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Verses 1 through 5 are telling you that every day in your life, you're going to deal with some form of persistence all day, every day. And when I come home from, from, <laughs> from work, I pick the kids up. My kids, and, and I understand that my kids are in an environment all day where they are sitting, following rules, being told what to do. So when they get home, they are ready to go. I got to understand that because they are content on my nerves, on my nerves, on my
1: nerves, (laughs) on my
0: nerves. So when my wife comes home, you know, there's an expectation, hey, I want to talk about my date. On my nerves. And again, I ain't, hey, (laughs) I'm just using this as a point. (laughs) But what I'm saying is this. Persistence is not going to stop. Do I understand that there is peace In Christ, and the word, that has me, that gives me the ability to avail myself to everyone who deserves and who should have the ability to expect from me. Mm -hmm. My wife has the ability to expect from me to be available emotionally. My kids, I'm their father. They show enough. better expect that from me. Mm -hmm. That comes from, that persistence, yeah, that's going to get on my nerves. But I also understand that that's me because I've been given the victory. They should have the ability to, to expect that. We, when we go out and people are asking us questions... And we get irritated because they're asking us questions about the gospel. And we feel like they should already know. Why you don't know this? Man, I don't really want to talk about that. Listen, they, have an, they should have a responsibility. They have the right to receive the truth from you. Amen. Is it going to get on your nerves sometimes? Do, are you in a place always to be talking about the gospel? You better be. Because understand, they have the right. So that persistence will weigh you down. But you have to understand that the victory has always been secured. So persistence, that's, a, that's one that we got to understand because what happens is it will continue to deepen the thing that's within us and it'll strengthen as a stronghold for us. It'll strengthen as a stronghold. And then once it begins to strengthen by not dealing with it on the onset of it, it'll make it harder for us to break free. So now we're trying to figure out why can't I go forward because I've allowed the deepening of the stronghold by persistence and being worn down. And not truly believing in the tools and the armor that God has given me—that is spiritual in nature. That's an individual obligation. Slander. So, slander. What we gotta understand is slander. Satan, his name, by definition, means the accuser. So he gonna lie, man. Job, but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. Listen. He slandered Job.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. But put forth thy hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. Listen, slandering Job. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Slandering God to Eve. Genesis 3. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. He just don't want you to know what he Mm
1: knows.
0: Slandering God. So again, we understand that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody because that's a tactic of the enemy. Mm -hmm. Now, if we're surprised that the enemy is slandering, then we got to go back to the basics Mm -hmm. and going back out there with a new understanding. Because when we realize that we should be spiritual tacticians and the enemy is continuously adapting and changing and we are failing to meet the challenge, that means we missed some basic understanding. Mm -hmm. Matthew 26. But Peter followed him afar off into the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the service. Now the chief priests and elders and all the council sought false witness against Jesus. Now they slandered Jesus. No one had any real reason to send Jesus. But you had folks lying. Again. But found none, yea, though many false witnesses came, yet found they none at the last, two, at the last came two false witnesses. We had, man, come on, hey, go tell this lie for me. Go tell this lie because there's something that we want done and we ain't got no, we don't have any grounds for this, but we just need you to lie. Yeah. Slander. Yeah. Listen, do you think that we ourselves are not going to have to deal with folks slandering us? Yeah. How many times, how many times have you been slandered at your job? Yeah. How many times have your friends spread a rumor that you thought it was your friend? Right. Well, wait a minute. Well, how, how did they know this? I don't know. You told them. You, you slandered me. Again, we get so wrapped up in the tangible feeling of being slandered against that we forget that it's all spiritual in nature. Yeah. That's a tactic of the enemy. You know what? Let me move on, let me sidestep that because I realize that's nothing but deception. That's nothing but the enemy being persistent. That's nothing but his tactic. Proverbs 16. And an ungodly man diggeth up evil, and in his lips there is a burning fire. A froward man soweth strife and a whisperer separateth chief friends. Listen, that's the whole point of it. I'm on separation. I'm on spread gossip and rumors and lie Because I want y'all to be divided. I want to talk about me believing in this particular biblical doctrine and this particular denomination and y'all believing in it over here because I don't want y'all to get together and discuss it and make sure y'all are on the same page. That ain't what I want. I want to keep you all fighting. I want to keep you all fighting. We got to understand. I want to int- I'm going to continue to introduce things. I'm going to continue to introduce things that you ain't dealt with in your past because I know you're going to lie about it to somebody because I don't want you all on the same page. That's the tactic of the enemy. All right, moving on. Infiltration by false teaching. Now, understand what I said, infiltration. That means he did got in. Yeah, right? Right. Infiltration by false teaching. And that's, that's for us as members of the body. That's, that goes back to that responsibility. Matthew 7, 15, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. I don't even have to spend a lot of time on it because I feel like we should be (laughs) tacticians on this. There have been several lessons. Brother Bobby just gave a lesson. Brother Jackson gave a lesson on Wednesday. We get plenty of lessons on false teaching. We have been indoctrinated on infiltration by false teaching here at Locust Grove. 2 Corinthians 11 and 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, don't be surprised that folks are doing that. The enemy did that. Mm-hmm. Satan is doing that. Why are you surprised about that? Yes, there are people who will to lie to you about doctrine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First Timothy 4. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience sealed with the hot iron. Listen, folks going to fall away because they fell in love with false doctrine. Amen. But what cannot happen is we as members of Christ church, understanding our obligation to be spiritual tacticians, we can't allow it to infiltrate where we are. Amen. Not just locally, but the church worldwide. The yeah. church universal. Yeah. That's an obligation. That is an advanced spiritual tactic. Yeah. We cannot allow that. Again, so we don't have to spend a lot of time on false teaching because I, I think we might be all right. Psychological warfare. Yeah. This is another big one that we, we, we overlook a lot of times. So now, when we talk about psychological warfare, we talk, 1 Peter 5, 8, 9. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, at the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So now, we gotta understand something real quick. A lion roars for a particular reason. Right, we, we read that, like, oh man, he's, a lion roars because when he's hunting his prey, he roars to strike fear into who it is that he's preying. What happens is that fear, when you hear that lion, a good lion now, if you a good roar, that'll freeze you. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. A lot of the times when things, when deer, they're fearful, that fear will paralyze you. That's why that lion, he roars because he's letting you know, listen, it's a rat for you. Mm-hmm. That fear, that is psychological in nature. The enemy understands that there are some things that we are scared of. Mm-hmm. There's some things that we don't know we are scared of. Mm-hmm. But the enemy knows. That's why it's important to understand the way in which God made us, because He's giving us the tools to not just overcome the world, but to overcome ourselves. Amen. Just because you don't know what's going to bother you, don't you know I mean the enemy don't know. That's right. You can't get mad at the enemy because he knew about you and you ain't know about yourself. That's, right. That's on you. That's right. Matthew twenty-five. This is the parable of the talent. The he which had received the one talent came and said, "Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not straw." And I was afraid. And when hid thy talent in the earth, lo, there thou that hast, has, that in thine. Understand, I won't read through all that, but the issue here is you were afraid and didn't go out and do what you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You were so scared that you don't realize that you were supposed to be working.
1: Mm-hmm. You,
0: I, when I came back, I was supposed to collect interest on what I gave you. Mm-hmm. But you hid it because you were scared of me. How many of us are frozen? Mm, from fear mm. for God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind Colossians 3.15 and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful so each spiritual tactic that the enemy can give you we got one that counters it mm-hmm. we got to understand that again we gave, I gave that list of uh, tactics Listen, we got something that overcomes those things also, not just the enemy, but ourselves. Because we're the problem as well. Uh-huh. All right. Attack. <laughs> immediately after a victory. Uh-huh. Listen, y'all. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing like overcoming something and feeling good about it. Uh-huh. Damn. But immediately after you feel good about it, guess what happened? The enemy says, oh, oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Because your guard is down now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Your guard is down. You have taken a little small success, and now you done ran with it, and the enemy said, that's all I was waiting on. Mm-hmm. I let you. I, was, I didn't want to bother you because I wanted you to feel successful. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to mess with you because I was waiting for you to get on that because I knew once you got it, you weren't going to be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on it. Mm-hmm. How many of us come on Sundays or Wednesdays, or whenever we fellowship and feel good after that, after that fellowship and worship, and go to work and get ransacked? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many of us do that? Because we didn't realize that that victory, that ain't the big victory. (laughs) The big victory has already been won for you. You worried about that small thing and the enemy said, oh, I got you. You like that. More than you like what God has already given you. So again, immediately after victory. Matthew 16, 15. And we won't go through all this, uh, but it's it's where Jesus asked Peter, "Who, who do people say that I am? And Peter replied correctly. Jesus said, yeah. Verse 17, and Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against thee. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom. Amen. Listen, man, you are rolling. You did good. Now Peter turned right round and had the audacity to rebuke Jesus Mm -hmm. right after a victory. What did Jesus say? Listen, hey, I know that's not you. That's the enemy using you. Mm -hmm. Do we have the ability to realize when the enemy is using us? Mm -hmm. Have we opened the door for the enemy to use us? Mm -hmm. Compromise. All right, y'all. Compromise. So compromise is, is something that we, we understand. I think we've gone through it enough to have the ability to build a context for compromise, but let's look at some scriptures. 2 Corinthians 6 beginning at verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? So a lot of times what we have the ability to do is we have, we'll take that and we'll apply it to like marriages or relationships. But listen, that's the word. That's right. Right? Now that's a, that's a, a deeper concept for folks who can understand being married but the basics of that verse is the word what you are here doing with them when you have been called to be set apart you've been charged you swore an allegiance to me so we get down a particular way you ought not to be doing the things that they're doing but that comes with an understanding of who I am and the enemy what he does is he confuses you in your understanding of your identity Mm -hmm. I don't well, wait a minute is that what I believe are you a soldier? Is it spiritual in nature? You got to know who you are because Christ made you that. Now, I ain't saying you got to get away from all the things that make you who you are individually. God gives you that. But He also gives you something that's way more important than who you are physically, like culturally. I got it. You should have pride in your culture. But let me tell you something. You should also have pride in who God made you. Because there are some things that we deal with in our culture just in the world that we live in, and have the ability to take us away because of the deception of the enemy. Yeah. And we'll miss it now because we're so emotionally attached to those things. Listen, relationship has to be spiritual because that's the way that we fight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, as I close, I want to close with Joshua. Joshua is, is one of my favorite books. Um, I like to examine Joshua because Joshua was a military man. You know, I, I relate to, to Joshua and his struggles. Joshua, he, what happened is he was a lowly soldier, faithful, obedient. And then he became that general, that commander. When Moses died, he stepped in. So now he, had, he understood that he had to grow. There was progression. Same with us. Listen, we cannot always just be those ground soldiers running around. We, at some point, we got to grow and understand that, hey, we got to get to another level. We've got to become leaders. We've got to be out here expressing Christ and understanding, not being fearful. Realizing, hey, look, folks are going to come and see the gospel, not through something that I'm saying, but through the things that I'm living in my life. Yeah. So Joshua 7, very quickly. But the children of Israel committed the trespass in the accursed thing for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Let's drop down to verse 3. And they returned to Joshua. What do in verse 2? And Joshua sent men from Jericho, Jericho to Ai, which is beside beth Aven, on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. So now Joshua, you, we see that he's directing now. He has moved from just following to giving commands. So there's a progression that we see for us that we should be doing. Mm-hmm. And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or 3,000 men go up and smite Ai and make now all the people that labor thither for they are a few. Listen, we can take it. We got it. We'll see. So there went up thither of the people about three thousand men and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai smote of them about thirty and six men for they chased them from before the gate even unto Shabarim and smote them in the going down wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. Mm -hmm. Listen. Now everything that we've talked about we'll, we'll summarize Achan was deceptive and lied by omission. No one knew what he had done. Nobody knew. So they went out fighting, thinking, hey, look, we're good to go. We can go do this. Not consulting. Again, we, now we see it and we understand Achan had his part, but they didn't. That, that sin was attributed to the whole of Israel. Deception. Persistence. It's safe, to, it's safe. to assume you all. Aiken saw that accursed thing, and it was nagging him. Said, "Man, that thing looked good. <sighs> that shine, whatever it may have been, was persistent enough to make him mm-hmm. pray." In the when you listen, you all. When you ought to be out here fighting, you ought to worry about how good something looks, how good it's gonna make you feel. Mm-hmm. You ought to be fighting. You ought to be getting ready for the next battle. Again fear entering into the whole of Israel, that psychological warfare, fear. They're fearful now because we just got beat. Wait a minute now. How long are we We just wait, how is that even possible? Fear. Mm-hmm. The defeat came right after Joshua chapter six, which was the fall of Jericho, immediately after a victory. Mm-hmm. The enemy knows. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we don't know. We can't get mad at what it ever made me do. No, he didn't. Your lack of understanding and your lack of ability and understanding who you've been made, you did that. Amen. So now we've got an obligation, again, to grow and advance in our spiritual warfare and our understanding. And that comes by first understanding the basics of what we believe. Because when we understand the basics, guess what we'll do? We'll go out and take the basics with us. So when we're evangelizing, we're not going to add anything extra. We're not going to spice anything up because we believe it and we're using it. And if they see me using it, well, hey, it must be good. Don't come out here talking about you should obey the gospel when you yourself ain't living a life that shows obedience to said gospel. That is a tactic of the
1: enemy.
0: Achan compromised his identity again for something that he wanted that was contrary to God. He was willing to compromise. He compromised his brothers and his sisters because it was something that he wanted. How many of us will compromise our morals? Mm. Israel compromised their morals, marrying foreign women. Mm. And what they did was, and I don't have the time to deal with that, married foreign women and introduced, generationally, things that they're going to deal with for the rest of their lives. Okay. Compromising their morals. How many of us, through deception, have compromised what we believe, okay. mm. have compromised the way that we live our lives? Now. After all that happened, Joshua ate. It. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee. And I understand, Joshua, after that happened, he went to God. God said, listen, you got a problem. There's something in there you need to deal with. They dealt with it, came right back to God. And God, what he did, he gave them the strategy for war. And it was a divine plan. And if you read Joshua chapter 8, you'll see it. Ambush, uh, flanking, all those different military terms that we know as soldiers, those were biblical in nature. we got to understand, the Bible gives you everything. So again, victory was secure because they followed what the plan that God gave them. And they trusted in God. And they knew, hey, listen, something is, Joshua knew enough, something is going on. The enemy has entered into the camp. A lot of us are dealing with this particular concept because we have allowed something to enter and it doesn't look the way that we thought it was going to look. Now I don't know how to adjust and deal with it because I wasn't taught that. But the Bible teaches it that you have to adjust because the victory is secured within him. The fact that you don't know how to adjust, that's on you. So I trust and pray that something this morning was said to encourage us and to help us understand that we're fighting you all. We're all fighting our own individual things, but collectively we've been given a way to fight We don't have to change it up. All we have to do is believe it, understand it, make our own biblical applications and share them. We can't make applications for somebody else. Somebody can't make an application for me. But what we can do is sit out and make sure we all on the same page in the applications that we all make. So this morning, again, as I said, I hope that someone has helped. I hope that someone is encouraged. And when you go out, you realize that in everything that you do, you're going to fight. Uh, I I hope that uh, if there is anyone here that is struggling with their obedience to the gospel, struggling. Understand that the struggle that you go through, you can make it easier through Christ. That's the decision that you can make. Obeying the gospel, receiving it, hearing it, trusting it. I always say listen, you're not going to know everything, but just know for sure that salvation is through Christ. That'll get you in there. That's what you need. Obey it, believe it. Are you tired of struggling every day in your life, trying to find an answer? trying to, not even realizing that you're under attack, spiritually. Come on in. God wants you. He wants you to be saved. Obey his gospel. Be added up to his church. And if you are a member of his body and you're struggling, you have forgotten how to fight. You have forgotten those basic soldiering skills. And now you are in a 20-year war. Give it to God. Get back to the basics. Give all those, that, those cares and those anxieties that we deal with. Release yourself from those things. Let them go. Because what you get then is a renewed mind, renewed strength. Fear not. Be courageous. All those words, that's who we are. All we have to do is just trust and obey. brother Dorian, invitation song. Again, thank you for your attention. I hope someone is encouraged. Let
1: us stand. You matter temptation. Oh.